Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. Welcome to the Tony's Take Podcast, episode 169. I'm Sean, and joined somewhat with me is off-road Andy. Uh, borders don't matter anymore, you know. Rooms, who cares? We're all still connected yeah. as people through the internet. Via the internet, exactly. Uh, we are Tony-less this evening, and... Uh, yeah, so it's just Andy and I here, and we're not having a sports pod today. There's not, you know, a whole lot to talk about for sports these days, other than we I'm loving going to anyways. Yeah, but I am loving the MJ doc, which I'm also reading. They're not even finished with it all uh, right now, and they're saying don't be surprised to see John Stockton oh, uh, via Zoom in episode ten. I don't think there is an eleven. I was just saying, if they have enough stuff, they'll be like, like what they're doing with that Tiger King thing. Oh, like actually, we're going to do another more one. bonus bonus footage. Yeah. yeah, it wouldn't surprise. Yeah, so me. I, I don't know. I tried to watch. I tried to watch uh, the latest, and uh, I went to my parents' house. It was around like six twenty. We we're going to go down to watch it. My brother's like, "When when's this thing supposed to start?" And I'm like, six o'clock." Oh boy. And he's like, "Well, it's not recording." And it's like, "Oh my god, this oh, is why people boy. don't do old style TV anymore." Because it didn't get picked up on the series manager thing, and then it's like, oh, shit. Well, so, so I, I don't know what, what it's like throughout the week, but I know they replay at least the last two episodes before the new two episodes air on Sunday. So you can pick it up oh, there. Oh, they play this Otherwise, hundred times. On, they play it a hundred times. Yeah, okay. I figure as much. I mean, what else are they going to play right now? You know, Tony said they're putting uh, Korean baseball on there right now. So that's about the only live sport yeah, happening. Yeah, that's yeah, but yeah, so uh, let me just back up a second. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and share with a friend, and uh, we hope you're staying safe inside. Um, we're not going to really talk about coronavirus on this pod. We're going to be doing a little happy hour, just the two of us, uh, on the Cinco de Mayo as we're recording, where we discuss coronavirus and where we currently are at with it and uh, just things like that, because we have a jam-packed uh, regular entertainment pod here today. Um Andy, are Including you, uh, are you enjoying? Segment. Oh, yeah, we look forward to that. Uh, I know nothing about it. It's Andy's new segment, and it'll be coming towards the end of the show, so uh, stay tuned for that. Um, are you enjoying a beer or some tacos at all today, uh, since, since it is Cinco de Mayo? So I thought we'd talk about that on the other one, because uh, short oh, answer, okay. no. But there's oh, a longer okay. answer there, so you'll have to uh, oh, tune into oh, the next one. Tune in to the Happy Hour Pod to understand what Andy means by no, but yes. Okay, well, uh, let's move on then with this one. Um, obviously, coronavirus has been the talk of the town, and if as if that wasn't enough, there is a new hornet that is about two inches long, and it's known as the murder hornet. Now, I, I don't. The first I heard of this was I think Sunday, a couple days ago now. Uh, it's finally in the United States. It kills up to 50 people a year in Japan. And uh, these things are mean. They're saying this could wipe out the honeybee as we know it for the most part. It can penetrate a beekeeper suit with its needle, its stinger. Yeah. I think the reason it's actually called a murder hornet is not because of what it does to people, but because it murders other <laughs> insects. Said so it rips their heads yeah. off. It's... it's ee. 
I saw a funny meme today saying it was, uh, you know, filling in the situation about coronavirus, blah, 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 blah. And then it was Dr. Evil saying, send in the murder hornets. And then Frau just yeah. yelling, release the murder hornets. <laughs> it was very funny. <laughs> it seemed like it was something out of the movie. <laughs> well, if it was really Dr. Evil, they'd end up being uh, fruit flies. He's like, you yeah. can get the hornets? I'm like, no, but they're... <laughs> They're just as annoying. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I don't know. I guess they're up in Washington right now. Who knows uh, how that's going to go? Uh, what's next? Next month is my uh, my question to you. Is I, I remember I think I said this a couple pods ago. You know, uh, it's been just nothing but bad news each month, and the next month was on this meme was like a giant rooster or something terrorizing people at the beach. Um, little did yeah, we know the beach Godzilla would be closed. <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking uh, is that the beach will be like fully open and it'll be super crowded and then tsunami. Yeah. That yeah. Be. That or Harrison Ford's going to crash another plane on the beach. Do you always see uh, this in the news? I feel like we always talk about Harrison Ford crashing a plane one way or another. I believe he's crashed five going as far back as like 1992, something like that. Did you see this recently? Yeah, I mean, I think the, well, the, the most recent one, which is, I don't think is the one you're talking about, is one where he landed on the runway over a plane or something. That was a couple yeah, years back. Yeah, in 2017 back. at John Wayne at our local airport. Yeah. Um, he land, uh, passed over a passenger jet carrying 116 people. Um, he's actually being investigated by the FAA after this last one where he misheard radio instruction from air traffic control. He uh, was turning on the wrong runway, and uh, the FAA said another aircraft craft was performing a touch-and-go landing on the runway. Makes it sound like it's coming in for a landing, landing for a second, then taking back off. Would be That's what it sounds like to me. Um, yeah, and he basically cut them off. Um, Simply just said he misheard. He is 77. Uh, how many people who fly planes crash planes at the level of Harrison Ford? There's uh, a famous rant of mine. What? Go ahead with your thing. Well, there's a famous rant of mine from like a year or two ago saying that, you know, everyone and their brother has... I've accomplished everything, so I'm going to become a pilot. And uh, then I go on to say, you're not going to have just Harrison Ford landing in the fairway of Marshall Canyon. You're going to have some bozo with 16 hours of flight time landing in the fairway as well. Uh, and yeah, he's 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 holding strong on uh, flying and landing where he wants and crashing as he pleases. All right, so my idea here is that we get him a co-pilot that's in a Chewbacca Ooh. suit, so he's comfortable. Okay, but actually, so he feels at the, home. the controls, the controls on his side are actually fake. You know, like so it's baby, like Maggie like wheel in the intro to The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But he wouldn't know. I, I like that. <laughs> and then they'd he have can just to light say, up. Chewie, take us to light speed and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think we need to get Chewie uh, in these little planes with him. Uh, I wonder how much money that person would get. Although paid. the and uh, also, can it, it is it safe to fly when you have a Chewbacca head on? I feel like you can't see too well out of that. Uh, you could cut out the eye holes. You think he's old? He can't see. Also, not the real Chewbacca because that guy's like seven foot tall. 
Yeah, so. and I think, well, there's a new one, because I was going to say the original passed away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, glad he's okay, at least. Um, maybe you maybe let the professionals fly you around uh, moving forward. We just, enough with the celebrities flying, you know. Just let someone else who gets paid to do it fly, or drive, you know. And you're supposed to be in quarantine anyway. Um, okay, let's move on to some different news. Uh, Andy, you have news for us regarding Xbox. Yeah, so uh, this Thursday morning, May 7th, uh, there will be an Xbox event. They're going to show off some games playing on the new console that uh, was announced late last year. But with the whole coronavirus thing, the E3 show has been canceled. So that's where all that stuff would end up being. But now they have to do all digital events. And they said they're going to do a number of them over the uh, next coming months. So uh, this is the first first one that's exciting. They said it's not going to be any of their stuff. It's going to be like other people's stuff so you'll see like what madden will look like on the new stuff so that's cool it's something and and when is this it's kind of nice so this is at eight in the morning on thursday but i'm sure it's it's not something you need to watch live it's not you know the winner of american idol or something like that who cares if you see it when you come home from work but Mm -hmm. when is this xbox due out do we know yet uh they still they're still saying this fall so that there might be some supply issues. There might not be as many as there usually are, but I think, and there might not be, be as many games out as there usually are. But uh, uh, yeah. EA did say, like, yes, um, NHL and Madden and uh, FIFA will come out. That they'll get it done. So now, do we know if PlayStation is following suit? Because don't all we know at this point yes. is that they have a cool controller. Yeah, so they they put out their what their controller looks like, and I mean they've also said they're coming out in the fall, so they haven't put it, said they're going to have an event showing off games or anything yet. But I'm sure that's that's okay. will be soon. Yeah, I imagine that's it's always that's like it's a it's a dance here. That's when when it, when they had yeah. E3, it was nice because everyone was at the same time, and you know now this like who knows. Yeah, but it's also nice and, getting uh, like, little events rather than. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of nice to space them out right now because there's little to look forward to other than maybe going back to work, which is kind of weird to say. Um, yeah. Speaking of that, this is kind of off our uh, schedule here, but Apple and the iPhone mill, those rumors have been going berserk for the last couple of weeks. And I mean, they usually do this time of year, but I think right now it's just a little you know, uh, over the top just because of the situation. I mean, we're still a couple of months shy from, or a month shy of them announcing the software, the new OS or iOS rather. And then multiple months, you know, six months out of them releasing the phone. But one thing we already seem to know is that the most expensive model of the four that they are releasing starts at a thousand bucks. Yeah. 1000 bucks, I believe 1,100, something like that. It's, it's less than, most models which is good but at the same token well um, you have to add on insurance yeah assuming you they are doing what we kind of been asking for that their their cheap model is actually um what i saw is actually going to be a more powerful processor than the current galaxy phone so like a certain point Mm -hmm. the phones phones just kept being too expensive and it's like no one's going to keep putting that money down 
and they don't need yeah. to be. Eventually, you'd think they're going to start to come down in price. And uh, exactly, yeah. it's like an old LCD TV. I remember we paid like three grand for a forty-inch Sony Bravia at a Circuit City. So it just tells you how long ago that was. And now uh, yeah. you can get a forty-inch LED TV for like three hundred bucks. Yeah, I mean that's so. that's that's like a you know the list price you can get sales for like cheaper than that you could probably find a sale yeah. for 200 for someone like that yeah well yeah i mean who wants a 40 inch tv what are you gonna do with that which is crazy to think about oh, because your yeah growing up a 40 inch tv oh whoa lottie da look at these guys mom and dad get a load of this and now i have a 50 inch in my room and there's a 65 inch in the family room and it's like that's a lot well, of inch go TV. A little bigger i think yeah, I had yeah, a 40-inch TV, TV and it just stayed in my closet. Now in our, <laughs> yeah, now it's in our uh, California living room. And uh, it, does, it does well out there. Yeah, exactly. You don't want it to be too loud outside. Um, yeah. But, okay, let's move on from that. Uh, more tech news, if you will. Elon Musk made news today, or yesterday, rather, a couple days and ago every day. listening to this. Yeah, but this time he made the news because he had, uh, along with his girlfriend, I don't know if they're engaged or married or what, but uh, someone last name Grimes uh, had a baby of his, and uh, the name is what's catching the headlines. You probably have seen this. Um, I'm just going to – It's there's a Greek letter in there. It's an X, uh, an A joined with an E, A-12 Musk. Now, what – Twitter is blowing up about because no one's elaborated on what this means. So people are just speculating. Uh, one of them is 10 Ash Archangel. Archangel. Um, another one, because the 10 is uh, something to do with her songs, they're saying it's Genesis. Um, what do you think, Andy? What do you think the name of the baby that no one cares about is? Um. It's just, it's out of my mind. I don't really want to think about it. I am wondering, yeah. is this on the birth certificate? Like, do we know? Are you allowed to put non, like, letters on I there? don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know how it works. Uh, this just seems like something that would be tattooed on their neck for, you know, scanning purposes or something. No clue. But, yeah, but he, it's not uh, even he like, tweeted these aren't... this. That's... No. I don't even, how do you even get that letter like it has to displayed be on, the keyboard. on your phone? Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It has to be on a, on a keyboard, a regular QWERTY keyboard. When you have to go into custom keyboards, you're losing me here. But, uh, I mean, maybe yeah, this I mean, kid's a robot. Have your... you know? He's got Tesla blood. Maybe uh, this is his real game one of his final gifts to us. And it's like, hey, you guys remember Bicentennial Man? Yeah, here's the real one. This baby is fake. Oh, Wow. And it's like, you can get, put your deposit down for your robot. Like, oh, you had me at hello. He's just trying to hide his true child away from the uh, space vampires that are trying to get him. Because he's actually the chosen one. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Well, uh, that's a good transition. We're not there yet. But uh, for uh, something later that we're going to talk about, we'll we'll get there. Oh, chosen ones? Um, you know, we'll get there right now. It's a good transition for Space Force to guard okay. Elon Musk's robot baby. 
You know what I'm talking about, right, Andy? Not the real Space Force, but the Netflix series Space Force, based on the real Space Force that is real and happening in our government. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, after that was announced that there would be a Space Force, they uh, quickly came up with this idea for a show. Uh, Greg Daniels and Steve Carell of The Office created the show. And uh, it's due out at the end of the month, but they put out their first trailer and it's great. Great cast. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually excited and proud of Netflix because I've long been saying, you know, this is slowly the end of Netflix because you can't just release one Italian gangster movie every, you know, 10 years. That's not enough to keep your viewers. But if this could become something along the lines of an office with an unheard of, you know, let's just say t- eight, nine, ten seasons for Netflix, which is unheard of. You have your new hit. They're losing the office in a year. What are people going to be watching and not paying attention to? They need something that's, oh, yeah, mm, that was funny. This show could be that. Well, I don't think this show's not going to last 10 years. They're not going to get Steve Carell to do 10 years. I he couldn't do 10 years never know. Office. He left early. Yeah, and I mean, they could but, fill uh, those last seasons without them are okay. They're not amazing, but they're watchable. Get six years out of uh, Corel now, and then four years with just Dwight. It's fine. I don't know if uh, John Malkovich will last that long either. Well, yeah, you're obviously not going to have him that long. I don't think he'll come back for year two. But I mean, Anthony Hopkins did the first year of um, uh, Westworld. Yeah, that's a good point. Be something like that. But yeah, so let's just go over this cast really quick. So you have Steve Carell, John Malkovich, Noah Emmerich, uh, which you know him from plenty of things. You won't know his name. I surely didn't. I don't even know if I said that I right. I know his name. Uh, but yeah, he's he's pretty great. Um, then you got Ben Schwartz, who I, I mean, Sch- you know him from Parks and Rec and here uh, here and there. Sonic the uh, Hedgehog. Fred Willard. The movie. Yeah, Jimmy O. Yang, Don Lake, who is great in Veep. You seen him in yeah, that? I nope. just like how he's always bossing his assistant around. Oh, are you kidding? It just didn't, it never got to me, you know? Missed oh, out. Oh, Andy. Yeah, that show is spectacular. Um, but yeah, so I'm looking forward to this. We have 10 episodes, I believe. I, yeah, 10 episodes coming May 29th all of them at once to Netflix. And uh, I mean, who knows? We could be back to work by then. The world could end. We could have uh, murder lions roaming the, uh, you know, the 405. So who knows by the 29th of this month where we're going to be. Maybe we're in space. Yeah, I think uh, it's exciting. And uh, But I'm a simple man. If you put John Malkovich and Kokomo in a trailer, I think I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's that, that was easy. pretty good. Yeah, you had me at hello here. Um, I mean, Malkovich, that's just the best get of Netflix's career. Yeah. Okay, well, we look forward to that. Um, we do have more Netflix to talk about, and uh, that's in the form of Jerry Seinfeld, who has released a new stand-up. Which I believe I believe is the first one in 22 years, which is pretty amazing, and uh, you can find that out today on Netflix. You pretty excited for that, Andy? Does all does all this go to charity or something? Because I feel like he hasn't done a special because he hasn't needed needed any money at all. 
Yeah, well, I started listening to uh, a news bit on it. I, I missed some of it. But it, I, it was something along the lines of they're buying the rights to the special. His comedians and cars are getting coffee they bought. They're getting Seinfeld, the show, which I don't know if that's true, but uh, we're talking $100 million, something along those lines. I need to look into that further. I think that is true. Okay, so that's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, they're in the Seinfeld business. So, so do you know when movie. that happened? Um, not for a happened? while. I want to say it was like it was like 2022 or something. Okay, Phew. so I got a little bit of time with it on uh, Hulu, which isn't. A, I mean, I don't know what's the difference. I have both programs, so uh, as long as it doesn't go away from me, because it's it's nice to put that on, see what Kramer and George are up to, you know. But yeah, so his um, his special oh, yeah. is 23 hours to kill. And uh, you can find that on Netflix. And it's TV PG because it's Seinfeld. You know, he's always clean. Yeah. I'm sure that's a, that's how it's going to be. I don't know if he's ever, even in his uh, you know pre-TV days, I think he was always clean. So, Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, let's move on. We have a lot of stuff uh, today. Joe Exotic, the uh, Tiger King thing is what quarantine can't get away from. You're stuck in it. And uh, Kate McKinnon is making a TV series where she's going to play Carol Baskin. And uh, we found out today that there's another one where uh, Nick Cage is going to star the Tiger King guy. So we have that. I know nothing about this thing like i haven't seen an episode i don't i don't know what this guy sounds like and um i think i want to go in fresh like that because i, I want to imagine that whatever performance nick cage puts on here is absolutely perfect and he nails it even though i'm sure it's just going to sound like nick cage i think so i feel I like it's going to be uh he's so the guy's from oklahoma in the show and i've only seen two and a half three episodes of it something like that um uh, but so you know he's a, a southerner, or however the accents are called. So you're thinking Oklahoma? stuffed bunnies, that kind of yes, stuff? Yes, exactly. Why couldn't you just put the bunny back in the box? <laughs> yeah. So Nick Cage is going to let this thing fly. He's probably going to grow out his hair again. And uh, I, I, I'll watch this for sure, way more than the actual documentary. Um, I look forward to it. I feel yeah. like I haven't watched Nick Cage in a while. He's been making all sorts of things, and none of it's watchable. Um, this I'll watch. Well, there's that movie Assuming Mandy I still wanted to watch, but I never saw that. Yeah, I didn't see if this is is this a Netflix thing as well or who uh, knows? There's little they don't to own the nothing rights to this guy. Yeah, there's little to nothing known about it other than Dan Lagana Lagana is going to play uh or be the uh the writer here. That's all. Yeah. So. We'll find out more. I mean, this was just announced. It's an eight-part miniseries. But that's about all we know at the moment. Let's move on to some uh, more movie news because, like I said, we have a lot. Star Wars. Andy, take it away. Yeah, this is the Star Wars uh, news segment of the show. Uh, it happens quite frequently because there's just always so much Star Wars news. But uh, we got two two pieces today. Um. First one, Taika Waititi will be directing and writing his own movie, which um, love it. 
not not surprising. It, it's he's very busy. It's hard to uh, figure out how, how he's going to do this when this is going to come out because uh, I did see his next project. He was in the middle of making. It's got Michael Fassbender as like a rugby coach or something like mm. that, and it's like a, a comedy. So that's good to have him do comedy again. And then he's going right back into Thor, and then so after that, I guess Star Wars. But uh, right now, there's not any plans for any future star Wars movies other than this. And, uh, they've Disney's had really a rough time that they have had like 11 different plans for star Wars movies that have all been either canceled or just, uh, silently forgotten that they're just going to ignore that they ever said anything. So, uh, yeah, hopefully this doesn't go that way either. I, I think this will be successful. I think Taika Waititi is just a, a thing of brilliance. It seems like everything he does is a home run. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing, honestly, seeing him kind of blossom from the person we had no idea who he was. Maybe you did, uh, from what we do in the shadows to, you know, doing Oscar worthy, uh, nominated movies. And, uh, well, he won, he other... did win for screenplay. So. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So he was, he's an he Oscar winner now. He's yeah. got the statue. He's still involved in the uh, series of that vampire show, which by the way, I'm on season two now. It's, it's so funny. It's pretty great. Um, yeah. And, uh, some star Wars crossover, uh, Mark Hamill is going to be in it. I wouldn't have it any, so. any other way. Yeah. So I look forward to that. Is there any sort of a year slated for this release? A couple years out. Um, I don't know if there's any, no, there's there's nothing. So uh, it's also going to be co-written by Christy Wilson Cairns, who um, wrote the screenplay for 1917. So, Ooh, oh, oh, I did see that online. Work. Yeah, I, I like so that. I th- then, uh, yeah, I th- I think the um, encouraging thing about this is that he already has a history making good Star Wars stuff. That he directed a couple episodes of The Mandalorian. Mandalorian, yeah. Yeah, which brings me to my next story here. Oh, and that is Robert Rodriguez will be directing uh, some episodes of season two of The Mandalorian. Or I guess already has. I believe they've already shot season two. Yeah, that's supposed to be out in October, isn't it? I believe well, so. I mean, is it still yeah. going to be out in October? I mean, if they've already shot it, they just need to do... Yeah, you can, You don't need to edit effects and, with a whole bunch of people. So maybe, hopefully, I mean, that'd be really beneficial for, for Disney because... Let's face it, they're struggling right now. Their parks being closed is huge for them. Yeah, and they, they did put out um, a documentary about The Mandalorian yesterday or Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, maybe I'll come check that out at some point, see how that's all made. Um, I don't know if you've seen that like room they have. That's like the video wall room. Where's that? that? Like Rather than shooting. So instead of shooting on a green screen, they shoot on like a video wall so like those landscapes that's all like cgi is actually when they're acting they're like in it huh so it's like no i did not see that wall so it's really really cool those imagineers over there pretty uh yeah spectacular um okay well yeah i look forward to both of those star wars things the mandalorian was great the first uh season so I'm excited for yeah, that and one. And Rodriguez has done some great um, Western-style stuff, the um, the El Mariachi trilogy, which I should check out again. It's been so long. Those are uh, super fun, super entertaining. So it seems like this could fit his style. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Um, this next one's a little bit weird. 
Demolition Man. It's been a gone. One of my favorites. And, uh, well, it's back. Yeah, I, everything needs a reboot. I think that's uh, what's going on. People uh, need to see something familiar. And uh, Stallone has said he's going to do a Demolition Man 2, which I don't get it. Stallone's 90 at this point. I know he does like a tons of steroids, yeah. but like he was good in the Creed movie because he was not actually boxing because no one would believe it. He was just an old man who could barely talk who was teaching someone. So I don't know what I mean, he's, Demolition Man He's almost 74 movie. years old. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> I don't remember. At the end of that movie, did he freeze himself again? I barely remember this movie. I mean, you're talking a movie that's just, 30 years old. I think he just went on to live his life with Sandra Bullock. Uh, so what's going Wesley on? Wesley Snipes is dead and he died in the movie, right? He had to have. Yeah. Because so. there's no chance they're going to bring him back, right? Well, they should still bring him back. Because why not? I feel like but, you could get him pretty cheap. Yeah. You just got to ask the government. Yeah. We'll like, do you mind? And they're like, hey, he, he needs to work. He owes us still. <laughs> Probably just make out his paycheck to, you know, the, the IRS. Yeah. 100% tax withholding. Yep. Uh, well, we'll see. So um, when is this supposed to come out? Is there anything on it? I'm pulling it up now. Trying to, at least. I think he just said it, like, in passing, like, in an interview. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm doing that. Like, what? Yeah, he's also making Expendables 4. Now I believe that will come out at some point. Because people are stupid, we, but... I didn't know there was an Expendables 3. <laughs> I think that's the one with Wesley Snipes. Oh, really? So that and one's probably from like wrestlers. Yeah, that sounds right. So Statham, Jet Li, Banderas, Harrison Ford, Schwarzenegger, Mel Gibson, Wesley Snipes, Dolph Lundgren, uh, Randy Couture, Terry Crews, Kelsey Grammer, uh, Victor Ortiz, Ronda Rousey. (laughs) Yeah, the list goes on. Uh, I think uh, Harrison Ford was just a stunt pilot on that movie. Yeah, he was flying. I don't think he acted in it. So a uh, budget estimated at a uh, ninety million, and uh, grossed uh, worldwide two hundred and fifteen million. So yeah, they're going to keep making these. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen a single one of them. Not a lick. I haven't seen a second aside from trailers. I don't remember the last like Sly movie I saw. I never saw Creed. Guardians of the Galaxy two. Probably. Yeah, he was he was in it for like two seconds. I probably watched Rambo from 08. Probably. Yeah, there's that new Rambo that just came out too. Not the 19 one, not the last blood. Oh, Sly, who knows? Um, Okay, more movie news, uh, more delayed movie news. And uh, this one is near and dear to a wrecking ball of the pod. Uh, Wherever he is in this world, if he's listening, uh, you may want to take a seat. Yeah, John Wick 4 will uh, be not be making it to date in, uh, I believe, May of 21. Uh, that Oof. is because The Matrix 4 needs to be finished. So they were actually slotted to come out on the same day, which wasn't going to happen, but still kind of interesting. But uh, Matrix 4 took precedent here. That's going to take longer to uh, do effects and everything, so it had to be shot first. And uh, due to uh, the delays and everything, 
that won't make its date. So now John Wick 4 will have to be pushed. And um, yeah, so we won't have these movies in May. That's really sad. Yeah, but the uh, on the bright side, it does look like they're done with Bill and Ted. So that one's still supposed yeah, to be uh, supposed to out in out. August, end of August, 21st. That could be something that might hit theaters because uh, it wasn't going to like sell out anyways. There'll be plenty of uh, spaces, empty spaces. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know enough about how that's going to work, you know, how much movies cost to theaters and how many people have to be in the seats to make it, you know, worthwhile. But obviously the theaters and the studios are going to have to work together to, you know, if you're only allowed to have 50% filled in your your seats, at, at best, you're going to be in big trouble. It's better than zero. I think that's what a lot of them will have that attitude. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, there's already that universal beef, which it does. And it doesn't affect me. There's are there are movies from universal that I would want to see. It, uh, is not a fast and furious, but there are other ones. Yeah. Jurassic but, uh, world three. Exactly. Which I saw, Oh, uh, what's his name? The main guy that Jeff I saw him Goldblum. at the airport. No, the new one, the new main guy. Yeah, from Parks I know and you're talking about Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. He uh, posted on uh, Twitter or something the other day. He's doing a contest. One person can you know donate the most, and the other person just gets luckily chosen to uh, be eaten by a dinosaur in the new one. How cool oh, would no. that be? That'd be amazing. On the toilet, like the lawyer? Probably, yeah. Is there any other way to get yeah. eaten by a dinosaur? <laughs> it's the best way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I should enter that because I like to win stuff. Okay, well, your favorite politician in Canada is Rob Ford, was Rob Ford. Um, and it looks like Jim Gaffigan is going to be him. Yeah, I'm uh, really excited about this. I was so entertained by Rob Ford. I know it's kind of a sad story. He was the mayor of Toronto, and then all these stories kept coming out about things he was doing. And, you know, he did crack in front of people. It was on video, and then he just was loud and I said he was like a Chris Farley character. Well, I guess now he's a Jim Gaffigan character. Although I'd say mm-hmm. Jim Gaffigan and Chris Farley aren't the same. They're both uh, heavy set comedians. And um, Gaffigan looks the part for the most part, although I'll give Gaffigan credit. He's not nearly as big as Rob Ford. He's going to have to eat a lot of Hot Pockets. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this is coming to AMC, a limited series. And um, I'm... Definitely want to see it. I'm sure it's not going to be all silly that it's going to get serious and I'd like to see if Jim Gaffigan can pull that off. The high I mean, stakes really of great. Canadian politics. Yeah. He had a great dramatic scene in Super Troopers where he had to uh, not laugh at the. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know if I've seen him too much and doing a lot of uh, dramatic work. So. Uh, hey, you know what? Bill Hader can happens. do it. Maybe Jim Gaffigan can. Yeah, I mean, comedians usually rise to the challenge. They're usually pretty good at this stuff. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I do believe I uh, Rob Ford. How that goes? I believe his brother is actually the mayor currently. So it's like kind of nice story. Like, I like it. Like, oh well, he had some problems, but like, there's clearly talent in the family, and I don't know. Interesting. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we'll keep our eyes out for that. Uh, okay, so uh, next up is your new movie segment. But before we do that, 
That portion of the pod was brought to you by our good friends at Simple Doggy, the dog leash that is quicker and easier, and it works with your dog's current collar or harness. For a limited time, the Tony's Take listeners, that's you, can get 25% off and free shipping when you plug in promo code Tony. That is T-O-N-Y. Head to Simple Doggy, that's two G's, and plug in promo code TONY for 25% off and free shipping because it's the dog leash you've been waiting for, and we know your dog has too because he doesn't like the one you have now. Okay, uh, Andy, I am excited to hear more about this new movie segment. What are we, what are we doing? So, uh, you know, we were supposed to have March Madness in March. We, we didn't. Yeah. And it was very disappointing. Um, but I do want to bring a, a bracket into uh, our lives. I think they're fun. Okay. So uh, I've put together a bracket of the best actors of the 2010s. So Holy I want to explain uh, the rules here. Um, we're really only considering things from the 2010s. So some of these actors, of course, appeared in movies in other decades and in movies mm-hmm. this year even. Uh, they don't count. So we're judging them based on only movies from the 2010s. So... Um, I put together their like 19. Yes. Okay. So I have their like big roles here in my uh, spreadsheet. So um, favorite. Um, it's, it's about movies. Although a few of these people did appear in television programs and I'll allow like one thing to be part of it. So, um, you know, you might, you might know what I'm talking about when we get to some of these actors, but I don't want to uh, spoil the whole thing. So I figured I'm not going to reveal the field today, but I do have 18. So we need to get down to 16. So you know how the NCAA tournament has that like first four. Yeah. They have those games on Tuesday and Wednesday to kind of fill out the final 64. Oh yeah. So I figured we'd do the first four here. Um, I'm wildly excited. What I did is this is not seated but I did assign random numbers to everyone. Okay. So, because um, if you put seeds, then you kind of saying who you think is going to win anyways, right? Yeah. Kind of dumb. So mm-hmm. um, they all have, each of these people have an, has a number. So uh, I kind of want to do the first round here. Let's do it. So I'm going to ask you, and also I'm going to give buys to a couple people here. I don't want them to be put into this first four. Um, and I'll tell you, if you do pick one of these. So I'm just going to have you start off, pick two random numbers between one and 18. Uh, seven and 16. Okay. This is a good matchup right here. So number seven is Tom Hardy. Oh, so in the okay. 2010s, he had one Oscar nomination for uh, the Revenant, but some of his other big roles were inception warrior, mm-hmm. the dark Knight rises, Mad Max, Dunkirk, and Venom. Yeah. All right. That is too bad that uh, he had already been... Wait, was he already Batman? Or was he Batman no, in that era? he was Bane. <laughs> he was yeah, Bane. That's what, okay, that was 2012. Okay, very yeah. good. Yeah. I don't know why I was thinking that was like so 2008 for some reason. Wow, that's a huge first, year for first, him. No, that's a decade. <laughs> Yeah, decade, whatever. You know what I mean. Yeah. So yeah, he's he's a strong contender, and uh, I think this next guy is also a strong contender. 
And I, this is also, it's not all guys, just happens to be, I think, uh, this first first matchup here. Uh, number 16, you said, right? Jake yes. Gyllenhaal. Uh, zero oh, Oscar nominations, but did have uh, two Golden Globe nominations for uh, Nightcrawler and I think Southpaw. I'm not sure, actually. Definitely Nightcrawler. But uh, in, in this decade, he appeared in Source Code, End of Watch, Prisoners, Nightcrawler, Southpaw, Nocturnal Animals, The Sisters Brothers, and then uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. So, yeah, he's in more than I thought from this decade. And I don't know why I thought Spider-Man Far From Home was this year. Uh, it was late. It was. Well, it was. Yeah, it was within the last 12 months, but <laughs> we only got a few movies in 2020. Yeah, it's true. Um, I think for me, I'm going to have to go with Tom Hardy on that. I, I think that makes sense. I think um, Warrior. I mean, the movies probably, he was in me, were a lot bigger. Yeah, the, I mean the Nolan stuff right right off the bat. That's huge. Um, yeah, that, Mad Max is that was maybe the best that's movie on this a tough list. One to compete. Yeah, that's really tough to compete with. All right, so I think we're uh, eliminating Jake Gyllenhaal. It's sad. He, he's definitely high on my list. It's a tough 18, lineup, but right this there. is how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's why March is so mad. Yeah. That's just how the uh, the bracket works out sometimes. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to move on to the next matchup here? We got two more oh, numbers. Yeah. Let's uh let's do so we did seven and sixteen. Let's do three and fifteen. Three and fifteen. All right. I'm gonna reject three. Okay, eleven. So pick a new number. 11. All right. So we'll start with the, the first number. 11 is Brie Larson. She has one Oscar win for Room. And uh, other significant credits were uh, Scott, Pil- Scott Pilgrim, 21 Jump Street, Short Term 12, Trainwreck, Kong Skull Island, and Captain Marvel. It's a pretty and big then, decade. Yep. Number 15 had... If you're just doing half decades, he had the best first half of the last decade, I'd say, by far. Matthew okay. McConaughey also won Oscar <sighs> win for um, Dallas Buyers Club. But uh, he also appeared in The Lincoln Lawyer, Mud, Bernie, Magic Mike, Wolf of Wall Street, Interstellar, and then, of course, True Detective. You have to include that as part of his uh, body of work there. I'm very glad you didn't include the beach bum. I looked at his... Uh, there's nothing after 2014. <laughs> he did like gold, uh, which I never saw. I watched gold. It was okay. It's funny. Cause yeah. it, it, uh, like it takes place like half of it. Like his office, I think is in Reno, which is funny. It's watchable. Um, it's not spectacular, but it, it's neat. Um, yeah. I mean, interstellar, uh, you know, it's also difficult and I guess you can technically include him in eastbound and down. Um, it's just not fair because it's such bias from his earlier career. You can't help it. Well, it's, you, you have to try to ignore it. I know, but, uh, that's, I mean, did you ever watch the dark tower by the way? No. Cause so again, I remember Carter, the second half of this decade. Yeah. 
Carter, in the early years of this podcast, was very excited about this movie. And then it ended up being a complete epic bomb. But I saw it pop up on, I think, Hulu or something the other day. I didn't watch it, but um, I was wondering, like, maybe I should. Um, I want to see The Gentleman. It, but... The Gentleman is a 2019 yeah, 2020 flick, movie, though. So it no, no. Uh, it, I mean, okay. so it, does it came out count. like in festivals, but to me, it's a 2020 movie because it came out in theaters okay. in 2020. I'm glad you specified. So for yeah. me, I'm going to go Brie Larson. I think his main thing for me is Interstellar. Dallas Buyers Club, it has no rewatch value for me. I saw it once. And uh, I think that was plenty. I know you like him in Magic Mike. Uh, I was going to say that. You can't you can't forget about it. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen it. Uh, I don't know any of these other things. The Sea of Trees? That was a hor- horrible Sing? bomb. Lincoln Crafted? Is that movie. his Lincoln commercial? So I think, uh, yeah, you have to also consider the Lincoln commercials. <laughs> Some great work. I'm I'm gonna go Brie Larson. I think. Uh, let me ask you this: I don't have hers. I'm pulling it up right now. Does that include uh, Twenty One Jump Street, or was that before yes. that? It does. Yes, include I have that. that on there. So, so she had a more consistent uh, run here. That like, yeah, Twenty One Jump Street was the early part of the decade. Scott Pilgrim as well. Um, Short Term Twelve yes, was a great movie that we saw. Short Term Twelve. Yeah. Never heard of it. It's got a lot of good um, young actors in it. I don't remember her in Kong Skull Island, but I did remember being entertained enough with that movie. Um, I didn't and see she was Captain Marvel. <laughs> oh, well, no, Kong was. Um, <laughs> yeah. I never saw Avengers Endgame, but I mean, I think even the dog here has seen that movie a couple of times. Yeah. Um, they're both funny enough in uh, Between Two Ferns, the movie, so they share that com- common oh, thing. That's true. That is true. I'm sorry I didn't have that on there. Yeah. I enjoyed that movie. Um, uh, it was what it needed to be. Uh, yeah, I'm going. Uh, also, um, Trainwreck is an underrated part of her filmography. I forgot when I was looking at this. Like, oh yeah, she was the sister. Um, I don't know. It was if a I solid saw movie that. That's the uh, LeBron movie. I'll call it. <laughs> was it Amy? Yeah, Schumer? I know that so LeBron in Amy that movie. movie. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I ever saw it. So yeah, she's good. I, I wish she would go back to, to doing comedies, but she seems to take herself super serious about Captain Marvel and stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I'm, uh, I'm going pretty I'm fine passing her on. I'm fine passing her on to the second round. Uh, if you, if the gentleman was a 2020 mo- or 2019 movie, I maybe I'd uh, think differently, but yeah, I still haven't seen that, but because uh, it's a guy, Richie movie, I, I would really like to see it. Although, I mean, I did see it, and when I talked about it, he wasn't the uh, nearly the best part. Like, he's still good, but I yeah. like the whole cast. I think of it's just one of those things where it's, Guy movie. the cast is so solid. I mean, you have. Um, actually, it's okay. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, Hugh Grant, Colin Farrell at the bottom of this thing. Jeremy Strong, who's been uh, great in uh, Molly's game as well as Succession. Um, Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, I don't know where uh, that is, but that's good. It's good. It's worth watching if you can find it. I'll have to look. I, I, you can rent it for six bucks, but I'm sure before too long you can find it somewhere. There's so many goddamn outlets these days, so it can't be that hard to find it. But yeah, I'm going. I'm going Brie Larson. All right. So in our uh, 
First four, we had Tom Hardy taking down Jake Gyllenhaal and Brie Larson taking down Matthew McConaughey. So uh, we also didn't discuss Room. And uh, when I was putting together this, I tried to look for some movies I didn't watch that these people were in. And uh, I went and watched that this week. So I'll talk a little more about that. You've never seen Room? I hadn't. And it's on Netflix. So I was like, there's no reason not to watch this. And uh, just since she she was definitely deserving of that Oscar. And uh, I hope to see her actually get in a role like that again, because she actually, she has the talent. Yeah. Um, now that's a crazy movie. It's been a while since I saw it. It was on Amazon, I think pretty quick after being in theaters. So I watched yeah, it probably it's a like 24. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I'm surprised it took you this long to watch it then. I know uh, they, they were sending me on their newsletter, like what's going on? What do we do to hurt yeah. you? But, Okay, well, I uh, I look forward to the rest of the segment and moving on with it. I think it's going to be a pretty good, pretty exciting, a little excitement in the life of a sportsless world. You know, I saw a thing on Sports yep. Center today where uh, like a family sent it in. You know, a refrigerator how it has the little water dispenser and it, you know pushes out a yeah. little bit of water, not a lot, and a steady stream. Well, this family took a wine glass and a straw. And they timed every person in their family, the daughter or the brother and the dad, of who could, you know, sip the most of it before the thing would overflow. And once it overflowed, they would stop the uh, timer, meaning, you know, how many seconds did you keep it from overflowing uh, and made it a competition. I was like, that actually looks pretty good. And it's a good competition. You're getting pretty hydrated out of the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, but I'm not going to try it, but... I don't have a refrigerator that does that, and I don't want to sit in front of the sink doing it. Yeah. But, okay, um, should we get into what we've been watching? Yeah. All right, well, so I only have one. Know. All right. How many Aside do you have? from our movie review? Of course. Okay. You want me to go, then? So, do you want me to uh, take a few here? Yeah how, many, yeah, how many do you have? Uh, like four. Yeah, you do two. I'll do mine. Then you do two. All right. So uh, I'll start with the Parks and Rec coronavirus special. Um, oh, very this good. is that new thing, right? Yeah, it was very good. It was on last Thursday. It was live TV. First time I've watched like a live show, like a sitcom live in like hmm. years. Um, yeah, very, very well done. It's something that only will work once that. If you're like, oh, we're going to do six episodes of this, it would be stupid. And it's also something that you could see a sitcom doing like in normal times where it's like, oh, it's a gimmick episode where everyone is on a, you know, a webcam. Um, mm-hmm. But it was, it's nice. It's nice that it's not an active show that it's like you get that little extra of like, oh, you're catching up with the old characters here. Um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Did, did a good job. Did a good job explaining like, oh, these two characters who are married who aren't, you know, the actors aren't why they're not together like uh chris pratt was locked in the shed but then it's like why was he so he had his phone i guess that's how he's able to do it okay huh and they that was probably pretty had fun uh, yeah so the whole thing was like that they each have to call each other like one person has to call the next person and they do that every day so they're all keeping in touch um but then they also put in like segments of like them appearing on talk shows you know all the talk shows now are all doing stuff from home so they were going on like mm-hmm. the local talk shows and it's like, oh yeah, and they they executed this perfectly. I'm sure they had tons of 
edit time that wasn't like put together live. So that's yeah. Nice, but is that on uh, like NBC or something? I don't know if that's it was on NBC. I don't know if that's going to be put on like Hulu or something. You would think it would be. Um, you I'm probably can get it. it was this Parks and Rec? Was it a special specialty thing? Anything? Just I, I'm not sure how they put it. It's it's Parks and Rec. I don't know how they like file oh, it away. There's a uh, a special. Yeah. From 2020, so I'm gonna. Oh, I can watch it right now. So I'm gonna make it a. Uh, I'll watch that. Wait, how many episodes did you say it was? It's just one, so it's just 22 minutes. They they had a um. Oh, like very a good documentary special thing. Before, but I didn't watch that. I'm, I'm gonna add this to my list and watch it uh, probably later tonight. Yeah. I like parks. I, I like. Th- I think parks it was a. Uh, I think it was for charity, like you know, some sort of coronavirus relief thing, and they raised a bunch of money. So. Good uh, on them. That's cool. Very good on them. What else you got? All right. Well, I said I had to watch some movies on uh, some of these actors' lists that I hadn't gotten to. So uh, this is a little spoiler for a future contestant on the uh, best actor of the decade. Oh. Uh, I watched I, Tanya. Okay. So that I've is seen that. Uh, Pretty Margot good. Robbie's uh, uh, Tanya Harding movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... It's good. It's. I wish it was better. It seemed like there could it could have been better. Could have been funnier. I liked the music in there. They have a lot of just like classic rock and stuff. That's like kind of showing yeah. us who she was. She's a different type of person. I think the character is fascinating. It could have been like two different movies. Like if she didn't have the whole like crime aspect of it, the like the white trash figure skater going against like the like you know normal one the Nancy mm-hmm. Kerrigan. That's, that's an interesting story. And I believe ESPN's already done that documentary. Um, so that's interesting in itself. And then the whole, like what happened with the uh, person getting injured and that stuff, the crime part of it is interesting. And it's like this movie tried to do both. It also was very much uh, trying to show it from Tanya Harding's side. And they even tried to say like, Hey, we're going to present what these two characters are saying. We're not saying this is what's real, but this is how we're going to do the movie. And I think some people were mm-hmm. mad about that because it kind of, the movie says like, oh, actually her and the ex-husband really didn't want to do this. And it was an accident. And it's like, uh, I don't know if that's really true. <laughs> and yeah, I but I mean, she's like still alive. See, how would they, how would they get her to sign off on? Yeah, I think doing... it was part of the problem. But yeah. I, I would have liked to seen the version of the movie where they're actually like planning it out. Because the highlight to me was actually um, Paul Walter Hauser. He was the uh, the friend who kind of in this movie takes it uh, too far and takes it into mm-hmm. his hand, own hands. Um, he's in that uh, Richard Jewell movie. Um, he was I great. Haven't seen that either? Yeah, he's like the lead guy. So he's just a goofy looking big guy, and mm-hmm. yeah, very enjoyable. Yeah, I watched that a few years ago. I don't a couple years ago, I guess because it came out in twenty eighteen. Um, it was good, I thought. But yeah, like like you said, I kind of agree with that. All right. You want to go? All right. Yeah, so I watched over the weekend. Uh, it's too bad Tony's not here because he would have liked this. Uh, Winchester. The uh, Helen oh. Mirren. Uh, what's his, not, his name? Uh, Jason Clark movie. Uh, it also has, uh, speaking of Jeremy Strong, it has his sister, Sarah Snook from Succession. And, uh, 
It was enjoyable. The audience gave it a 32 and the critics gave it a 13. I think what this movie is, at least what it was for me, is a, a, a movie brochure of the house I now want to go visit and see how crazy weird this place is. Um, reading into it on Wikipedia, because that's that's what how you can tell if I liked a movie or not, is if I look ahead to it on Wikipedia, whether for historical facts or just to learn more about it anything um it's no longer seven stories because of an earthquake uh luckily enough she was smart enough to invest in a a foundation that was kind of allowed to shift with the ground uh in the event of an earthquake which is why it wasn't a total loss but now it only stands if i remember right only four stories um and they have since sold you know all the acreage around the thing but very interesting um architecturally speaking because it makes no makes no sense and uh, basically it sounds like they were adding on it was you know not the smartest people designing it there was no architect anything like that as far as the movie goes um it was enjoyable i mean it's a, supposed to be a scary movie how m- many scary movies land on a 90 percent on rotten tomatoes four of them every 10 years um it was watchable it's on Showtime right now. Okay, I'm surprised that movie Have got it. like good actors. <laughs> yeah, that's what surprised me is that Helen Mirren. I feel like she's why would she have done this? Maybe she's like, yeah, I remember that house. I was there when it was being built. I don't know how old she is, huh. but um, I think she's. Gettable. I also read she was in that Fast and the Furious. She was in documentary now. Yeah. Um, I also read that this lady, uh, Sarah Winchester inherited roughly $20 million. And this is like the turn of the 19th century. So that would translate to about a half a billion dollars. And she made about a thousand dollars a day, um, being the majority owner of Winchester, uh, uh, returning firing arms or whatever the hell it was called is called. I don't even know if it's still around. Uh, but interesting, you know, it was, it wasn't the scariest movie either. I don't know. But it was cool. Now I want to go to San Jose. All right. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to be seeing a Sharks game, but... No, I wouldn't go to a Sharks game anyway. <laughs> All right, what are your uh, what are your other two? Um, so I mentioned The Room already, so I'll talk a bit more about it. Um, it was great. I, I don't know why I put it off mm-hmm. so long. Um, I really liked like the structure of the movie where it was uh, really like two two parts rather than being like a you know the classic three act structure. It was like um, don't really want to spoil too much, but it you know goes into how their uh, their life is like. If you, if you don't know what this movie's about, it's um, so Brie Larson's locked in a shed with her son. Basically, she was kidnapped as you know a teenager and kept in this thing, and uh, it's it's a horrible premise, and it's actually true life. There has been cases like that. It's terrible, but uh, it, it just that first half was amazing. Her how she's able to uh, basically teach her child and keep him in the dark about how the things are, and but still provide him a life so that when they you know do make their escape that he's can actually adjust to the real world. And mm-hmm. 
yeah, it was fascinating. I did feel like their escape wasn't as uh, climatic as it could have been. It, it was very simple, but I, I did feel, um, you know, there was suspense where it's like, it's like, how's it going to work? How's it going to work? And yeah, it wasn't like, yeah, it also has been six years since I've seen it. Yeah. Maybe I, I'm forgetting some pieces of it as well. Yeah. And um, yeah, like you wouldn't, you wouldn't know if it, you, you don't know if it's going to be successful or not. I do like that because you could see the movie going either way. Mm-hmm. All right, what's your uh, last yeah, if, you, if you haven't watched that? Um, was actually TV. Oh. So I did finish I did finish Zach Galifianakis Galifianakis's Baskets season 4. That was the last season <laughs> aired enough. last summer. Um, didn't like the last season as much as the previous seasons, but still good and ended, you know, fine where it's like, okay, that's what they're saying about these characters. Uh, some good bullet train jokes cuz the uh the series takes place in Bakersfield, so that plays a big part in the final season is the bullet train. Oh, that's, uh, that's know, coming through there soon, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of maybe more of a California inside joke. I don't know if people in New Jersey will appreciate that as much as uh, we would. Yeah. Yeah. They don't paint the picture, you know, we, we're finally going to get it. Yeah. Also, I don't think people from New Jersey understand what Bakersfield is. It's kind of like hard no, to explain. Absolutely like, no, this is this is what it is. It's it's not LA. It's an extension, somewhat maybe, but no one knows where it is. World. It's above. <laughs> it's not quite Sacramento. It's definitely not quite Los Angeles. Um, probably like four hours to get there. I have no idea. I don't think. I've and then if you there. tell people like Bakersfield and Fresno combined have like almost five million people, it has more than most states. It's like mm-hmm. incredible. That it's like a highly yeah. dense Alabama. Or something. Well, there's 40 million people here. You got to fill them in somewhere. Yeah. All right. So you enjoyed uh, the last season of it, though? Yeah, and I'm happy it's done. I'm happy I finished it. <laughs> I can go on to something else now. I've got some other FX shows I need to check out. Ooh. Well, very good. Uh, should we get into our uh, movie of the week that we watched? Yeah. Before we do, I guess we should recommend our uh, new movie before, so we uh, don't give any spoilers out, right? Um, is that how we do it? Talking about the one we're know. doing next week. Yeah, the movie we're going to tell everyone to watch for next week. Yeah, and then we get okay. into High Flying Bird. Yeah, I think that's how we did. So, uh, movie that we are choosing this coming week, The Death of Stalin. Yeah, so this is a, um, I guess, a political comedy about, um, I mean, it's not a current political comedy, but uh, it's done by Armando Iannucci, Iannucci, who uh, created Veep, as well as, you know, the British version of Veep. I forgot what that was called, but uh, this seems to be his, uh, his thing is this kind of like political comedy thing. So, um, yeah. So the death of a Russian dictator, Joseph Stalin throws the Soviet union into comic chaos as his ambitious, but addled ministers maneuver to succeed him. And it's got a million people in it. And looks like Steve Buscemi, Simon Russell Beale. He's in, uh, the Patriot, right? That's That's the guy I'm thinking. Isaacs. 
That's no, Jason, Jason Isaac. Yeah. That's the guy from the Patriot. That's yeah. right. Michael Palin of uh, Sarah Python. Palin fame. Oh no, Jeffrey Tambor. He's he was allowed to do things back then. So he's really not allowed to do anything anymore. I don't know. I don't know if he's done anything since. Yeah, I haven't seen him in anything since Entourage. I don't think. He's at Magic Camp. Oh, a, a comedy family that. film produced by Walt Disney Pictures. So he's, he must be allowed to do things. <laughs> yeah, Disney puts so. him in stuff. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I look forward to watching this. So it's from 2017. It's an hour and 45 minutes. Uh, put it on your list on Netflix, and uh, we'll get into that one next week. All right, now back to High Flying Bird, which is what we watched this past week. Was uh, directed yes, by Steven Soderbergh. You want to read the uh, little uh, movie bio for these people? Yeah, directed by Steven Soderbergh, who uh, you know, big time director, directed a ton of things. We'll we'll talk about. Uh, screenplay by Terrell Alvin McCraney, who uh, wrote the play Moonlight and then later the screenplay Moonlight, which uh, won Best Picture a couple of years ago. So a guy with a, a couple of home a runs there. Yeah. Um, so this film is notable for being shot entirely on an iPhone 8. Uh, the Soderbergh's second, second he, phone he to do so or second film to yeah. do so with a phone. So uh, behind I unsane. do believe. He uh, he had a special rig for this, some special lenses as well. Oh yeah, so it wasn't he had just, you know, to. I mean, yeah, because I was gonna say I had. To, using... I even questioned because I didn't see that he ha- used an iPhone eight. I was maybe even wondering if he got his hands on an iPhone eleven Pro before it came out because you could very clearly see a lot of these are wide angle, which most iPhones at the time were not allowed to do. Yeah, he had a special anamorphic lens, which gave him the super widescreen mm-hmm. um, shots. So, um, yeah, so uh, the, the premise here is that um, it's about an agent an em- who represents a basketball player uh, going through a lockout, which is uh, pretty relevant to today because right now we're in a similar situation where there's no basketball being played, even though there would be a season right now. So, uh the players are getting paid, which means the agents are getting paid. So it's a big problem that they uh, need to solve. So he uh, has to come up with some sort of scheme to end the lockout so he can uh, get his clients money and get his firm money. So it kind of gets into the, uh, that uh, well-worn Soderbergh territory, territory of a kind of like a, a scheme or a heist, but uh, not yeah. nearly as complex as, you know, the Oceans movies. But mm-hmm. uh, One thing... I'll say about it. I struggled following along with it solely on the fact that I couldn't hear a lot of it. I would go on volume, you know, 40, which is 10 over what I usually listen to a movie at. And it still seemed kind of quiet. And it's like, I should have turned on subtitles and I, I didn't, but I feel like I missed some of the movie for that reason. And I get it. it. He made it on an iPhone. He also, I read, he edited the first cut of this thing after the last take. In about three hours. Wow. Yeah, I saw it took like no time to make. Um, it was filmed like in early 2018 and now in 2019 or something. I don't, I don't know exactly, but filmed in February 2018. Um, so yeah, released a, a year later. Yeah, I was with you. It was 
hard to follow, not just because the audio, but because they spoke fast. And uh, I ended up yeah. watching a second time. I think it needed and a second things, uh, watch. There were some things like, oh, I totally missed that. And it's not super relevant to the plot, but it's still like interesting. Like I didn't I didn't know that's what that person said. And now that uh-huh. I know how the movie shakes out, like that makes sense. Um, so the, the, the stars here are uh, Andre Holland, who uh, I've seen in American Horror Story. He was also in uh, Moonlight. Hmm. And then... Uh, I'm not sure exactly. It's like Zassy Beats, who uh, oh yeah, she was in the Joker, Joker. and then, as well as Deadpool too. I think she's an up and comer. And then uh, Zachary Quinto in a, a small role. It's also and in then, a uh, Bill American Duke. Horror Story, right? Yeah, yeah. Bill Duke as the old coach. He was. Uh, he's been in a million things, but Predators. What always remember? He was the. He was the guy. That's first spot where he's from. God yeah. damn it. I was thinking, I was like, I was like, he must just be from the wire. It's like, I know him from something. Uh, ah, Andy's also in Mandy, Andy. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Um, that was another thing about this that kind of bummed me out. It's like, I miss going to play basketball at the gym. It's like, look at that gym. It looks so nice. And it was just like a, you know, a civic center in the lower Bronx or whatever. Oh, uh, I had that like press booth. <laughs> Like above yeah, the bleachers, that was amazing. Goddamn basketball right now. Yeah, and you can't do it. So, you can't uh, play anywhere. I think a clever thing they did was that uh, you actually don't see basketball other than the little snippet on the phone, because that's how. Yeah, which was that's also the only kind of a bummer. I wanted. I wanted to see that viral was, video. I, I, I get it. It was part the of the whole thing. thing. It wasn't, it wasn't yeah. a viral video. That was always was actually shot. And so that was kind of like the thing is that like we weren't supposed to see basketball because the people in the movie aren't seeing basketball and that's like the taste to get people to do it. And that like yeah, you we weren't paying for the basketball. Pay to so. watch. Yeah. All right. So you want to from here on out, uh, we could spoil it or do you want to give let's spoil you know, it? Well, let's say if we uh, liked it or not, if uh, we want to recommend it before. I liked it enough. But like I said, I think I would need to give it a second viewing with subtitles just uh, so I didn't miss as much. I would say I comprehended about 60% of the film. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was quiet. You have dogs over here. Yeah. And I've got air conditioning coming on and off. And in my small room, it makes a difference. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It does. Yeah. Just yeah. know that going in, listener, if you haven't seen this yet, it is a quiet movie. Turn on subtitles. I wish I did that. Yeah. And also, if you are totally disinterested in basketball, I don't know if I can recommend this movie, even though it's yeah not like the point, but it's still something that you kind of got to understand a little bit of it. Yeah. I mean, so. it's about basketball. Um, whether or not they're playing is another another story. Yeah. So yeah, like it's really about yeah athletes, how they get paid, and you know their mindsets and that kind of stuff, and how agents work. Um, so yeah, I would say if you, if you have an interest in the NBA, that it's definitely worth watching. It's on Netflix. It's free. I mean, Netflix isn't free, but if you have Netflix, why not? It comes with Netflix. I would also say that the the scheme in it, like, is it supposed to be like he's trying to you know save the the league, get it back into play isn't as 
clever as the movie tries to make it seem. Mm-hmm. But uh, I can expand on that when we get into uh, the spoilers here. So, yeah, and let me. Uh, so, yeah, beware spoilers. You know, the biggest movie of uh, the year here. Um, hold on, what was my? Qu- I God damn it! I kind of forgot what I was going to ask. So his whole thing was just trying to ruin the lockout, and he kind of figured, "Hey, I can get a lot of eyes on screens watching, you know, small pickup games between." you know, some of the best players who aren't allowed to play right now. Uh, that's it, right? Yeah. So we put pressure on, you know, the owners that like, well, if they can't, if they can't control it, if people actually are interested in watching basketball outside of their thing, they'll lose all their power. Um, and so on the rewatch, that's totally laid out by Bill Duke's character. He says that very early on in the movie, he's like, you know why the NBA integrated was because the Harlem Globetrotters were starting to do their own thing and sell tickets. And so the NBA realized that they need to, you know, have everyone, you know, in the NBA. And it's like, oh, yeah. And, but I could Even tell from the beginning the when he first. Michigan Tropics. <laughs> yeah. So from the beginning, I could tell that's what he was trying to do. We didn't really care about the, like, Netflix special of a pickup game or something that was, like, clearly, like, oh, he's just trying to put pressure on them but uh, i did like mm-hmm. to pay off the the last scene there where he goes into the his boss zachary quinto who's gonna yell at him for why are you doing all this stuff and then is like you're lucky that the lockout has ended and he kind of like oh it ended and then like then goes into a speech about like oh do you want to tell the people upstairs what i did and like where he's shitting on him and basically like i'm gonna have your job this is <laughs> and it was so like yeah, cocky. my office now <laughs> Been drinking was, green tea all goddamn day. <laughs> it's totally my office. Yeah, it was pretty good. But uh, <laughs> there was one part of the movie I don't know if you picked up. He talked a lot about his cousin. That that's how he got into the business. Uh, it sounds familiar, but no. You're talking about the yeah, agent. So was, yeah, the agent was talked about his his cousin was like a good player, and he didn't end up making it. I believe he killed himself they don't say it but he says they said he's dead oh yeah i kind of remember that there was a scene where he's talking to like the assistant and um she asked like did you know he he was gay the whole time or something and i was like i missed that the first time like oh so that's what that was about was that like he's like of course i knew but you know he was my he's my cousin i kept his secrets and it's like so that's what i was i kind of remember that too and i was just like oh i missed that because it's Said super quietly in one tiny scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I've seen the, the the scheme to like get it all back is like yeah, it's not that it's not the uh, the heist from Ocean's Eleven or Logan Lucky. It yeah, I don't think it deserved the like flashback. Here's what I did: I met the guy in a in a sauna. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> But so I, I like the people. On here, I like by the, the way, uh, two million bucks. Yeah, I'm I sure wouldn't have guessed that much. They didn't sell it that much to Netflix. Mm-mm. So, so this filming the, only the took three weeks. Actor. Yeah the the basketball player. So yeah, the kid. He's, <laughs> but he looked old for being a rookie or coming into the league. And I looked it up. Yeah, he's like thirty, but he was also in the Ben Affleck basketball movie as a high school kid this year. So, oh, he's typecast really? as a basketball player, but 
Um, I don't have his. What's his name on here? Not Melvin Gregg, is it? It's Melvin Gregg. Yeah. It is. I don't even see. It doesn't even show that he's in. His only movie on here is Ben. Wait, what? Is it The Land? No, it's, it's something stupid called. All right. He's not listed on here. It's, as ben that. One. it's called The Way Back. Yeah, he's not listed in that on here. This actor's also in Snowfall. I do remember him from that, but they must have two Mark Greggs because or Melvin Greggs because Melvin. that's not listed on here either. He's listed in Sharknado, The Land, Loss of Life, and a house is not a home. Guy. Different weird. guy. Doesn't even have a photo too, so I guess that would tell you why. Interesting. But, uh, so yeah, I mean, the, uh, I was going to ask about the the iPhone part specifically. I mean, you can definitely tell. Uh, I mean, how hard is it to light a set? Also, I mean, when they're in the office, yeah. you can even you can barely even Very see uh, Zach Quinto's face or whatever his name is. No, and I don't know if that was supposed to be like, oh, that's a stylish choice or something. But um, I think the very first. I think it like, just kind of makes it. It's very what? It's very impressive that they, you know, they start off like a close up of like a building, and then it pulls out, and it's in the window of another building, and then they do, you know, a long shot through a hallway, and then it goes, and it's like, oh, they're just showing off there. We're like, see, we can do it. Yeah. Yeah, um, that whole intro was really cool. Uh, I watched this with my girlfriend, with Felicia, and she was, I mean, she lived in New York for a year, and she's like, oh, I think I know that building. She's like, wait, no, I don't. She's like, what bar is that? It looks really cool. And uh, yeah, that bar did look pretty rad. Yeah. You don't get that, you know, here, maybe in downtown LA, but you know, you can't really go to a bar at the you know, 70th floor anywhere. And I mean, right now, I guess you couldn't do it anyway, but yeah. Well, when everything's back, there, uh, we'll I also, we'll get- yeah, we'll go to the 70th, 70th floor. I got pissed off when, so in that first scene, he gives him the the package and he's like, this is your Bible. And he's like, he's like, when do I open it? He's like, you'll know when to open it. And he's like, don't open it now. You'll know when to open it. And then the girl opens it. What the hell is that? <laughs> and then she that tells pissed him it's me off. <laughs> I would have been so yeah. mad at her. And she knew like the, right? that's a federal offense. Yeah. <laughs> that pissed me off. I was actually very angry at the end. I was like, yeah, odd, odds are this guy forgot about the envelope. But also, I was thinking about this from, from my point of view. It's like, no one's ever given me an envelope or a package or anything and said, hey, when the time is right, you'll know when to open this. Except for like on yeah. my birthday, you know? Yeah, but otherwise, and even now when I get an, un- an envelope and it's my birthday, I just open it on January 8th. I don't care. What are they going to know? I'll thank them on the 10th. But no one's in my life come up to me and said, you know, when you're ready to open this, you'll know, and it'll be pretty amazing for you. No one's done that. It, yeah, it's and it's a bad strategy if you're the agent. Like, you expect him to open it immediately out of once he gets out of your sight, right? Like, no one's really actually I would only assume so. This kid really trusts him is, I, th- I think, what that is. Maybe it was just a play to see. He's like, does this guy actually value and look up to me? Because if he didn't look up to him, he wouldn't have. He would have just opened it right off the bat. Yeah. But 
I mean, he's supposed to be what, 22 years old? He, uh, yeah, he forgot well, about it for sure. <laughs> if he was the number one player drafted, he would probably be 19. Yeah, I guess that's true. Because I didn't know he was the number one people. pick. I also enjoyed the uh, the part where him he's challenging the new teammate, which was hard to understand how good that guy was supposed to be. Like if he was supposed to be his new, also a, a rookie and his teammate. Like there are scenarios mm-hmm. where like two top guys get drafted, but it's rare usually. The other rookie on the team, yeah, is like they're the not going to pick. Yeah, they're not going to the so same I, team. I, it was that didn't really make sense to me, but um, when the guy challenged him and he's like, "I just had sex." <laughs> It was just like weird and awkward, and like he said in front of a bunch of kids. Yeah, yeah was it was like, weird. Oh, okay. I can't play now. Everyone knows that. <laughs> like, I don't know what they're talking about. But yeah, I mean, even missing some of the movie because it's so quiet. And I mean, I, I I respect the fact that it was made on an iPhone. It wasn't annoying to me or a nuisance. Uh, I would have maybe added a boom mic. Um, but it just shows you, I mean, anyone can make a movie now. You don't have to be, you know, backed by, you know, Fox to, to make a movie. You can make one in three weeks and edit in three hours. Yeah. Well, I mean, as long as you actually have some people behind it. Yeah. You still need, no, you still need, you know, a crew, you need actors and all that kind of stuff but it just shows you it's it's only getting easier to do that like the price of tvs are only coming down and even iphones now and also this everything is, uh, is becoming more accessible this is not even the top of the line iphone it's an older version although i think yeah an iphone i think 8, even the newest crazy one, the newest ones still struggle with i think motion i think well the, the thing the of it is you you have to shoot in a lower frames. Uh, I always set my iPhone up in basically display mode. It shoots at you know sixty frames per second, but it looks yeah. great on let's say flowers or something that's not moving. But when the second you start moving it, it can't really keep up. Um, so you can tell this is shot in a lower grade. And I mean, iPhone eight, you said it. it I don't even know if it has high def uh, recording at you know ten eighty p. And 60 frames a second. Yeah, I think the uh, the worst shot or at least sequence was right after the opening where then he's walking through the streets and that didn't look good at all to me because it was, mm-hmm. you know, off in the distance stuff and it's like, you know, they didn't need this, but. Yeah, but all in all, it was a worthwhile watch. The funny thing is uh, critics give it a 93 the audience only a 44. So it shows you it's either a smart or B too slow because audience members are dumb and they need this thing to be moving along. And I mean, it's an hour and a half, yeah. right? It's not that long of a movie. So I'd probably land in the 60 range. Um, and it could go up if I did watch it a second time and, you know, catch more things in it. Yeah, you got to remember a 93 is not a 9 out of 10. And this movie is definitely not a 9 out of 10. And I don't... So... Yeah. 93% of the people voted thumbs up to it. So I think, think, yeah, a a 6 is is fair. I'd probably give it a little bit higher. But again, I watched it twice. Picked up on a couple things. That's what I mean. That's exactly what I just said. Maybe it would go up if I watched it again. 
And I'd like to see more out of uh, so Andre Holland here. He was good. Yeah, he was good. So. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that was our uh, our movie of the week. And make sure you uh, you watch our new movie of the week next before next week, the uh, the death of Stalin. So you can uh, be a part of our discussion on that one next week. But unless you have anything else to add, Andy, I think that'll wrap us up. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, you've been listening to episode 169 of the Tony's Take podcast. I'm Sean, and joined with me away from here, uh, his own studio, Off Road Andy. Um, thanks for uh, having me here. All right. Well, uh, we'll see you later. <laughs>